Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
enjoy Stingray music free on your mobile.
Y'all come on and put your hands together like this. Y'all be easy with them guitars over there. This is a little song that Sister Mary wrote to me a little while ago. And it goes something like this.
All right, y'all. All right. All right. That's enough. That's enough. After. After. Boy, you gonna make me get happy in here. Y'all, y'all excuse me for a minute. I'm, I'm gonna get my shout on right here. But wait a minute. I know I'm not the only one that's got a reason to praise him. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Let's praise him. You're listening to Stingray Music.
Download the free Stingray Music mobile app. Can we worship you?
Michigan.
Okay, if I find the book, I guess I'll read to y'all. If I don't find it, then I guess I won't. Real simple. <clears throat> I found it. Don't y'all feel happy? Happy, happy, joy, joy. Yep, that's about how it works. Father God, rush help me to get out of the way, the Lord. Remove me, Father, because I am not in a good place. But God, I don't need to be, I just need to yield to your spirit. So Holy Spirit, <clears throat> I submit, I confess, and I open and avail myself to you. I bind my flesh. I bind my soul right now in the name of Jesus. They cease and sit oh, Go down. Holy Spirit, take over. Run, did it go Take over and work in me and through me so you can perform that which you need to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. <sighs> okay. Orande shiro kumbose yanda. I remember correctly last time we was over the elephant is over there. Instinct or extinct? <coughs> In order to activate our instincts, I'm convinced every <laughs> Really, God, you just gonna slap me in the face, pocket, and get to the next sentence. <sighs> in order to activate our instincts, I'm convinced everything starts with exposure. You cannot be what you do not see. It isn't that exposure gives us instincts, <clears throat> it's that exposure awakens and stops us from ignoring what we know to be true within us. Most people adapt to their environment more quickly than they should. They adjust themselves to the situation rather than adjusting the situation to the dreams they have inside. Okay. So I can see you right now. We're going to have to fight. 
You know, I said to Erica the other day, when she reiterated to me about mentality, somebody with a $10,000 mentality has a different mindset than somebody with a $100,000 mentality, same as someone with a million-dollar mentality. Exposure. Those who are wealthy train their children about money, about so many other things than the regular education, exposure. He said that exposure awakens our instincts. (laughs) Now, again, God uses exposure. I'm going to say wilderness training. Because when we are placed in situations where we're forced to act, forced to move, then you begin to dig in deep within yourself or you begin to look for a way out. Exposure. So whether you're you're being exposed in preparation from a job because they'll take take you to all these different trainings, your family, their training children, or you start to go through hard times in life. That's exposure. Then he has the nerve to go and say something I say all the time. Most people adapt to their environment more quickly than they should. They adjust themselves to the situation rather than adjusting the situation to the dreams they have inside. I say that you don't dictate to life, you let life dictate to you. Especially when you have the word of God to fight with. A choice. I mean I'm 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 personally I'm fighting my <laughs> off right now because I know I'm in a I'm in a place right now. And I'm choosing to rise up. It's a struggle. I don't like it, but I'm choosing to continue on this path so that my situation will be what it needs to be, what I've been fighting for. It's it's tough to press on when you want to stop. It gets tough to press on when life is pressing back at you and saying, yeah, 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 what you going to do? But again, it's a choice whether or not we admit it or understand it. It's a choice. You'd be surprised to find that you have accepted and adapted to being much less than what you're capable of becoming. Wow. (laughs) Really? You'd be surprised to find that you have accepted and adapted to being much less than what you're capable of becoming. So you're telling me you you're normally telling me I'm living beneath my means and I'm okay with it. That's what the book says. 
But, you know, that's if you're settling and just saying, well, it, it is what it is. But if, if you're actively, aggressively, and I'm not talking about words, because like, like Lisa say, too many of us just run our doggone mouth. I mean, if you're actively doing something to transform your situation, and most of the time, to be very honest with you, that transformation process starts within you. Because until you transform, the situation can't transform. And a lot of times, it ain't the situation. It's us. You know, a lot of times we'd be in the middle of a, a, a problem. We'd be praying to God, give me strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But normally when you really start grabbing hold to the word of God, you're the one that normally begins to find whatever it is, and that situation hasn't changed, but you change. And then because you change, you look at that situation differently. Again, exposure. Wilderness training. <sighs> You'd be surprised to find that you have accepted and adapted to being much less than what you're capable of becoming. You know what? I got to go into that. Why is that? Because so many of us don't want to, oh, good Lord, get pushed, press, stand, fight, go through, and we will use whatever reason to us or why we can't or why we didn't or this happened or that happened. Really? Really? You really don't. Look, 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 look. For those of us on the line who are doing several different things at the same time, did you really think you had the capability to do that when we first started this? Not that you were really trying. You know, I look at me now. I'm people, Most people ask, how do you do Because I, I got to. You know, you know for, okay, see, for those who aren't really familiar with this whole prayer thing, you don't really know the pull that it has on you. Some people think, oh, y'all just on the phone. No, you don't know what really, how it pulls on me. When Felicia steps in, she, oh, my God. For those who've stepped in on a, on an occasional piece, you know, or you, you've experienced this pull. Mark, I'm sure he's aware of it. Erica, I know she's aware of it. So I've got this pull from here. I got this pull from this household. I got this pull from life. But I'm gonna just say because that's really the mood that I'm in right now. For for shakaradokodakasa stupid reason, I just refuse to say no. You can't take my house. You can't take my parents. You can't take my finances. You can't take my building. Now, it's costing me. But it's stretching me. And it's not so much that I'm doing this. because I mean, it started out 
for a lot of different reasons, but right now it's on a whole nother plane. And it's, you know, see, somebody who's on the outside looking in, ooh, wow, really? Somebody who's on the inside, I'm screaming with my head off. It's just it's just painful. But it's that being stretched. I don't know. I didn't know. And, and I, I didn't know my capabilities, but it's not even that I'm trying to push. I'm literally just trying to survive. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to get through. But God is using that to increase in me. Again, and it's the same for you. But if you choose to not go through the fire, if you choose to see the fire and to go the other way, well, hell, that's on you. That's on you. And I'm looking, and personally, I'm not mad at you because I totally understand. If I had options, I probably—I mean, I do have options. I just don't like my options. So I'm choosing to seek and to trust God and allow God to be God and to walk through this fire. the acceptable good to the perfect will of God. I choose to let God move me in this position because it's what he wants. I'm trying to be the, all of this, and I really ain't. I truly ain't. So I'm being exposed. I'm being transformed. I'm being used. God is positioning moving me. I ain't no different than none of y'all on the phone except for the fact that I consistently say yes. I have a respect for you who say no, but who I don't have a respect for, somebody who's faking the funk. Now that, mm-mm. Somebody who's say, oh, yeah, 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 but you really don't know and you really just running your mouth. I probably won't say, well, today I might say something because I'm just really in one of them moods. Look, brother, you have to make you be your own testimony. That's about you've been saying for the last two weeks. When all that you've done and know to do is stand, stand therefore. <laughs> that was your service. <laughs> so he's gonna make you practice what you preach to make everything else alive. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, Lord. Mm. Because if you preached it, you're the first partaker of your fruit. But if you don't believe it, then therefore you preached and you lived a lie. So you have to let you just stand. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, Jesus. Wow. And then, like I told you this morning, when you said, God, you don't specialize in partial victories. You reminded heaven of this word. Mm. And I told you I heard rumbling and fighting. And then I told you the fight was going to get that much more intense, and not 10 minutes later, the intensity came. Yeah, I was thinking about that one too. Mm. Yeah, that, that, mm hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So it has to be let God be true. Or his word came back bullshit. We don't want his work to come back bullshit. So we know he got to show up. It's just more the fact that with 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 him showing up, we have to be consistent. Mm. 
be persistent. I think I'll just keep reading. How about that? You'd be surprised to find that you've accepted and adapted to being much less than what you're capable of becoming. It's alarming that people seek to fit in without considering the power they have to cultivate the gifts they've been given. You may even be mystified as to why you aren't further along in life. You have checked off all the boxes on the recipe for success, and yet you find yourself falling short. Isn't it time for you to understand what you've been given and how to sift the stirrings within so that your survival instincts can surface? As the Zulu taught me, you must combine all of your ingredients with the inner wisdom that God has given you if you expect to thrive. My prayer is that you will experience the same kind of revelation that struck me while sitting in a jeep in South Africa, as our wizened tribesmen proclaim, the elephant is over there. Several years ago when I came to Dallas, I decided I wanted to buy some land and build affordable housing as a way of giving back to my community. <clears throat> I thought it would help many people who couldn't afford a home to be able to bring the cost down to, by, to the individual means. My goal was well-intended and came from a good heart, but when I began to gather statistics on the process, I learned something that would inform my hypothesis. People adapt to their own expectations. In other words, we often behave based on our perceptions more than the reality of our actual circumstances. You see, in this case, the reality became clear. People who move into low-cost neighborhoods soon lose interest in repairs and home improvements. If their required investment is small, so is their commitment. Ooh, Lord, wow. Oh, no, he didn't. Ooh, Father God, no, you didn't. But that is true. Wow. Mm. Mm. I remember when we was doing the marketing for, for um whatever I was, it said, what's the difference between, for breakfast, what's the difference between the chicken and the pig? For breakfast, you have an egg and you have sausage. The difference between the chicken and the pig is the chicken is involved, the pig is committed. The chicken laid the egg, it was part of him. The pig gave his life. And some of us aren't committed. Some of us are barely involved. We're sticking our toe in the water. But the, again, this is, you're sticking in your toe in the water, but you're expecting these big, huge returns and results. And God ain't going to go for it because Jesus was committed. And if he had to go through the process, he's not going to let us short-circuit, short not according to his word, not according to his way. Now, you might be able to, in life, skate by on some things, but when the spirituality of things, <clears throat> it ain't going to happen, Catherine. 
It ain't going to happen. Like I told you about that dog that came at me. Two barks, he recognized him. No, I ain't messing with this one. Because he saw. That's why in the word of God it says, Jesus I know, Paul I heard of. But who are you? You see, in this case, the reality became clear. People who move into low-cost neighborhoods soon lose interest in repairs and home improvements. If their required investment is small, so is their commitment. They acquiesce to the environment, and so do their children. They assume low-cost means inferior quality, temporary, inadequate, which, of course, is not the case. But it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy when they neglect their new homes, ignore needed maintenance, and disrespect their opportunity for advancement. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to read that again. Good morning, Sam. How you doing? I'm good, Nene. How you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Uh, can I do a little rebuttal in there for a minute? Go ahead. Okay, because, you know, when you said about people moving into low-cost housing, and mm-hmm. then they pretty much... Basically, I think what you were saying was that they're pretty much being hopeless because they moved over to low-cost housing. Right or wrong? Well, yeah, he said that's that's what they know, that's how they spiral into, yeah. Okay, but, you know, it goes back over to the saying from the Bible, does any good thing come out of Nazareth? Then you have the scripture for where you know, if you take care of a little, you can be blessed with more. And then, too, um, you know, for a low-cost housing, where, you know, you have the um, President Carter um, program of Habitat. But too, for the individual, they have to have the desire to want it, get the stuff to come together. Well, but I don't think that that's what the book is saying. I think the book is saying that when you get to the place of you having the low-income housing and all of that, you get comfortable and you settle there and you don't make any moves to basically for the improvements and meaning save money, better yourself, invest in yourself, buy a car, buy new clothing, do something different versus just accepting the fact that I'm here and I have this low house, low-income low housing and things of that nature. That's what the book is talking about versus someone just basically being a low-life and being in a situation of low-income low income housing. That's, that's totally opposite to what um, the book is saying. The book is talking okay. about... You can, you can. The book is saying that you're, you're there, but you're basically not trying to improve. You make your own self improvements, and you're just basically settling there. You're not taking advantage of the, um, of the opportunity that it is low cost and low, low, low revenues and all of those things. I believe that's what the book is talking about versus him saying there's no good thing. There's, I mean, that you basically are not any good because you're in those that housing. It's just more the fact of what you're doing while you're there. If you are going to 
be in a situation of a basin, you learn how to a basin to abound. You have to know okay. how to. I'm sorry. Okay, so could you just put it more simple terms of feeling limited? No, it's not feeling limited. It's the fact that because you are in a situation that it's it's less expensive. If if Sam reads the, the like the last three sentences of that again, and I'll basically Sam read the last read that paragraph again, and, and then I'll tell you to stop and tell you what I'm saying because if you heard what he said, it's basically saying that. You are settling for the fact that you don't have to do nothing because you've already set the requirement of low-income housing is what it is. Okay. You're not doing anything to make yourself better. You're not doing anything to make your improve your place. You're not doing anything to improve your actual um, your surroundings. You're basically just settling for if this is all I got. This is all that is expected of me. This is all I'm going to do. And that's basically saying that you are in a position to move and to do something. And she has something much better, but you're not just—you're just not doing it. You don't want to do it. You don't feel like moving. You're not going to move, and nothing's going to make you move until you're prompted to do something different. All that is saying is that you are basically become complacent. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Okay. You become complacent to the situation versus you're just stuck there. Being complacent is not stuck. Being complacent is just not moving. Okay. That, does that does that articulate it better, Sam? From what what the, what's yeah. in the book? And, and also, I mean, and also understand this is not saying that everybody, but it's a, right. the majority. That's um, you know, the majority. That's typically what happens. I'm gonna tell you that before they built the projects here, um, uh, the original Mayor Daly, <clears throat> they had a maze, and they actually did a scientific study on this. They had rats in the maze. And they had them on one rat on one end, one rat on the other. And it was just so when they crawled and they met each other in the maze, they just crawled past each other and kept going. But when they when they did the maze that it was like vertical, one at the top, one at the bottom, when they met this time, they fought. And from that 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 um, hypothesis is the, the, how they structured to build um, all those um, all the Cabrini Greens and all those um, housing projects. Right. There was a scientific study on that. It's because I know my aunt, and that's when my mother she moved her out of there. Because when they first got in there, they were very nice as any other. But over a period of time, they acquiesced to that. And see, now that I'm even talking, let's talk about the prince of the power of the air. Doesn't he know how things and people are and flesh? So now that was, that would, you know, that just that sounds like something he would do. Remember, he's a, he's a demonic schemer. So he would have all these plans of purpose. I'll have these structures in, in place because ultimately it's going to pull people into ruins. It'll start out looking good, smelling good, but I know where the end fall is going to be. And to touch on what Mark was saying, um, you have people who were living in the projects but could afford to move somewhere else. But they and wouldn't. they were working towards that. Yeah, they weren't working. I mean, you know, they were working. They would have good jobs, but mm-hmm. the projects is what they knew. That was what they were comfortable with. They weren't trying to, to do better. And their their mindset was, you know, oh you try you know, you're trying to be white or you're trying to be rich, you know, or something like that. They were totally um and mentally 
entrenched in their lifestyle. They were, you know, that, that was fine for them. They were not trying to, to do better by anyone's standards. Now, now with that being said, there, there's also a good book that would tie into this right now, and I promise you I am a living example of this book because when my ex-wife and I we were in the process of losing the house and we, we thought we were going to lose it all, she started to read um, these books with me when we were driving down to the congregation, um, the, the Jewish congregation we were at. The two books she directed me was about um, The Dream Giver and um, Who Moved My Cheese. Now, Who Moved My Cheese just wrecked, I mean, it, it just wrecked my, my whole concept of Christianity for me and myself with God. Because basically it was about mice that always knew to go to this one particular place for cheese. And, and the concept was the, 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 the man who basically put the cheese there moved the cheese, but the mice always went back to that one particular spot. And what God was sharing with me while we were expounding on it is that we would rather have the experience of eating old, outdated cheese. This is my then go find something that is much more plentiful, much more richer, and just moving from that place which is comfortable to that place which is unknown. We as a people are creatures of habit where we would continue to go back to that same place and look for the crumbs versus looking for the prize. Say that right there, a blessing. You have to understand the book is telling us don't sit there and settle for the old cheese. Go look for some new cheese. It's, it's more cheese out there than, than American and Swiss. It's provolone. It's, it's, uh, it's pepper jack. It's, it's, um, it's, it's goat cheese. It's, it's, there's all types of cheeses with different things in there. There's dessert cheeses. There's cheeses to eat with meat and wine. But we're still settling for the old stuff that we basically had in the project where we had when we were little, when we had government assistance, when we had this, when we had food stamps. It's not that it's bad. It's just more the fact that don't get yourself acclimated to something that is common. And that's what the book is saying. Don't basically stay in the common state. Basically move forward and progress. If you have a situation that you are basically collecting funds or you could doing this, that, and the other, make sure that you're doing it for the simple fact of basically progressing versus staying there stagnant because it's a difference between a cistern and a well. A cistern basically collects water and it gets stagnant where it can just sit there and then there's no more drinking out of it because the water is, is full of bacteria and it's, it's, it's composed of dead things versus a well has a continual flow. The book is basically saying be a whale and not a cistern. Have a flow versus no flow. Because if you have no flow, you die. You are, you are complacent. You're not moving. You're basically stagnant. You're stuck. But you're not stuck because you cannot move. You're stuck because you won't move. And don't let other people stop your flow. Well, because that, have, that happens don't have the flow. But, but the thing of it is, some people don't even have the motivation for to have their own flow, so can't nobody stop you. If you don't have no motivation, ain't nobody stopping you. You're stopping yourself. Right. But I'm just saying when you, you know, because you have people who will want to do better. They just, they they know that there is better out there and will try to to do better. But it's, you know, the the crabs in the pot mentality. 
you know, when you're trying to climb out, they're grabbing on you and pulling you back in. You know, and they make it seem like... That's totally different Mm -hmm. from your motivation. And a crab crab in the bucket mentality, at least the crabs are moving trying to get out the bucket versus you're not moving at all. Right, but I'm just saying, once you start flowing, don't let anyone else stop your flow. You have you have to stay you have to stay focused on that so that you don't get distracted and someone else you know someone or something else stops your flow. I I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that you have to have a flow and motivation. So before you have to have that motivation and a flow before somebody can stop you. You have to have that innately in yourself. And the book is not talking about having a flow. It's basically saying you're not having a flow. You're not having the motivation. You're not even being prompted in your own self to be motivated to move. Someone has to provoke you and make you move. That's totally different from you basically having that drive in yourself. You see what I'm saying? Sam, reread that passage for me again, and then I'll, and I'll try to explain it where, 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 where I'm, what I'm talking from. All right, hold up. You see, in this case, the reality became clear. People who move into low-cost neighborhoods soon lose interest in repairs and home improvements. If their required investment is small, so is the commitment. The hold on right there. When they move into the place, they basically have no requirement, and the requirement is small, so they, they basically lose the interest of even doing anything better or different because there's nothing that's much expected of them. That's what that's saying. Right, Sam, or wrong? Yeah, and, and you know, from biblically it makes me think about when the, uh, what was that, the man had, David was the king, and he wanted to give him the place for the, um, to, for the, um, What's that thing that used to follow around, not the temple, but the ark? And David said, no, I must pay for it. I will not have it for free because he knew he, he had to have an investment in it. Right. And, and the other thing that it reminds you of is the fact that they talk about how God gave one person one gift, one ten, and the other one three, and the one who had the smallest gift worked the hardest because of the fact that that's all that he had, and the other ones buried their gifts. But they didn't have to invest in nothing because it was given unto them. That's what the project is. That's what, the, that's what he's saying, that if you're basically given something for less motivation and less price or less, it's basically you don't have to invest that much into it. You don't have to give nothing back because when you leave the project, even if you decide to leave, you ain't going to leave it the same way. It's the project. You'd be like, oh, I'll leave it that way. They're going to have to clean it. Versus you selling your house and you want your house to look right and immaculate so you get all your money back. Go ahead, Sam. Okay. If their required investment is small, so is their commitment. They acquiesce to the environment and so do the children. <clears throat> they assume low cost means inferior quality, temporary, inadequate, which of course is not the case but it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy when they neglect their new homes, ignore needed maintenance, and disrespect the opportunity for advancement. Stop right there. 
all of that right there is exactly not having drive and motivation to move and do nothing different. That's what I was talking about right there. You neglect the fact that this is an opportunity and a platform that you can dive off from, this diving board to go into something deep, but you basically neglect the fact that it's even there. You don't, have, you don't want to do improvements. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. And you basically have an expectation that everybody else is supposed to do it, and you don't. Now, you see what I was saying when, when, when I was saying basically not having the driving motivation, um, Renee? Yeah. And like I said, it, well, I wasn't disagreeing with you, but I'm saying that the drive and motivation, what Sam was reading, what there. I understand what you were talking about, but they didn't have no driving motivation because they basically sat there. And the only way that they would move is if the walls caved in on them and fell in on them. And they might not even move in because they would just expect that, oh, it's old, so the wall should have fell in. Go ahead, Sam. All right. That's the end of that um, paragraph, but anyway. Oh, well, no. But but do you but can we see how that could apply to us spiritually? Where we don't want to do something that, to change our particular ways and always give an actual reasoning as to why we can't do something, we won't do something, or it hasn't happened yet, so I'm not going to drive, I'm not going to basically pray, I'm not going to fast, because God ain't moved yet, so therefore why should I expect him to move? Because ain't nothing happening. That's the same thing that that man is talking about in the book that we could apply to us spiritually, that you have not prompted God to move on your behalf because you've just accepted where you are. You've accepted what you have you basically not fought. You don't want to fight. You don't have any drive and desire and motivation to move out from beyond where it is that you are. So basically, you're just stuck. And then you expect God to pull you from out of it, but you haven't moved. When they, when they said, well, we take one step, God takes however many, but we haven't even moved that one step for him to even come in to show us that he's still there. Instead, I learned that the wiser ways to influence and affect change. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be funny. Instead, I learned that the wiser way to influence and affect change was to avoid the subtle segregation that creates sociolo- sociological constructs for the possibility of ghettos. Y'all want me to read that one again? I know Erica probably love, love them words. <laughs> Instead, I learned that the wiser way to influence and affect change was to avoid the subtle segregation that creates sociological constructs for the possibility of ghettos. We learned that mixed-income housing creates a stronger tax base, which in turn improves public school systems without subsidies. The result is a win-win. Neighbors influence one another in not just community maintenance, but through the exchange of ideas to help to raise the diversity in our community. Often we don't recognize the urgings within us because we haven't been exposed to people who affirm their importance. You know what, and i got to stop that right there because it just made me think about something. Cabrini Green, and I've said this before, but exposure. 
they were, what, a mile within downtown. But down, okay, for those who know of Cabrini Green and what I'm talking about, actually good times was filled in Cabrini Green back in the day. But at one point in time, it was one of the highest murder rates in the, in the country. Crime, this, that, and the other. But one mile away from going to downtown is a whole nother mentality of exposure. But because they were trapped because they just wouldn't go downtown to see what was available, that, you know, a lot of them didn't expect, a lot of especially young men didn't expect to live past 20s. That's why they just acted the way they act. I don't expect to live long anyway, so what, what difference does it make? But exposure. Exposure spiritually. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> my, my adopted son, and I couldn't do nothing but laugh at him. <laughs> he, he said he debated all day whether or not he's going to tell me. And I, when he told me I couldn't do nothing but look at him and laugh. And, and, and I had just told Eric, I said, this boy don't even recognize what he's saying. But he told me basically that he woke up in the middle of the night. He heard, he said he saw, I'm just going to paraphrase this to make this a shorter story. He saw a demon looking in and he looked again and said, no, he didn't. Then he heard somebody tell him, go up and get his girlfriend, go get, go get me uh, something to drink. He goes downstairs, his kitchen door is open, but the lock is still on it. He goes back upstairs to give his girlfriend a drink. And she's like, what are you doing? I didn't ask for nothing. I'm sitting up there laughing at him because I'm like, mm. and it's amazing. This is right after Morgan had the dream about Deborah and her household because he stays in that back apartment. I said, okay, yeah, we stirred up some stuff. And he was, and I, again, because of my exposure, I was like, oh, well, you know, so I, we eventually got into a conversation after I quit laughing, you know, but he's on the prayer list. He's going to another area, and God is. <coughs> Exposing him to things that's making him go, okay, look, I. Mm -mm. So again, exposure, spiritually, exposure, educationally, exposure naturally. Exposure plays a big part. I feel blessed that in my construction, that God has led me to people who knew what they were doing. Because I've worked with people who don't know what they're doing. But God blessed me enough to, because, see, I didn't go to school for this. I was brought up in this. I grew up, grew up you know, plastering this and the other. But then that goes back to the truth. If you were really looking and living the truth, the truth is searching you out. You think you're looking for the truth, but the truth is searching you out. So God supernaturally led me to people who knew how to do things correctly because see, when I work with people who didn't know how to do because I could have learned it incorrectly just as I could have learned it correctly. But God, in his infinite wisdom, because I, and that's the same thing, he exposed me to this. So it's the same way with, with all of exposure, spiritually, naturally, educationally, financially. Exposure plays a big part because it gives you the opportunity to see and to learn from a diversity, a, a, a larger pool. So you can, and you see, that's one thing that Lisa's doing with her school and her students. She's trying to expose them to so much more than, that, than just the A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Often we don't recognize the urgency within us because we haven't been exposed to people who affirm their importance. Wow. Wow. 
Often we don't recognize the urgency within us because we haven't been exposed to people who affirm their importance. Now I'm going back to Brandon. If I could have said, man, you crazy, which is what most people would have said, then Edie just walked away. Because to most people it wouldn't make any sense. But then what was even crazier, because he said, when he told his girlfriend, she said, and he said, am I going crazy? She said, no, you're not. And I started laughing. I said, let me tell you something, son. She done been seeing some things, too. She just ain't said nothing to you about it. So, again, and that's the importance of mentors. Somebody who's further along the road so they can begin to explain to you what you're going through and why. Because if not, you spend your time just spinning your wheels or even regressing instead of progressing. Often we don't recognize the urgence within us because we haven't been exposed to people who affirm their importance. If we don't learn to listen to instinct, then we will soon find ourselves extinct. Ooh. Uh-oh. Let me turn that around. If we don't listen to our spirit, then we will soon find our talents being taken away because we're not using what we have. To ignite your own unique instincts, you must recognize how you have handled them thus far in your life. If we are to institute change, <clears throat> then we must recognize the environmental influences to which we've been exposed. Is your perception of reality skewed by what you expect or by what you really desire? Obviously, our attitude and outlook on life have an enormous influence on both the accuracy of our instincts as well as our inclination to be aware of them and trust their guidance. Mm. I have a set of twin boys. Well, I say boys, but my sons are actually grown men now. And while they are fraternal, not identical, twins with the same mother and father, they couldn't be any more different. When they were still in the crib, I noticed each had a distinct personality that continued to evolve and solidify as they developed. One is personable and artsy, the other is quiet and independent. <clears throat> One is nurturing and compassionate, the other is responsible and diligent. One is spontaneous and social, the other is methodical and private. I'm certainly not a licensed clinical psychologist trained in early childhood development. I'm just a father who started out peeking over their cribs. While my wife and I never intentionally tried to make them conform <clears throat> to the same personality type, I'm sure we assumed that they were more similar in temperament than they actually were. We probably dressed them alike when they were too young to protest and work to make such such equal God to learn to make sure each got equal attention. But clearly, they were not alike. As they grew through puberty into young adulthood, I continued to ponder how two people so closely intertwined in such a small place as the womb, raised in the same house, and parented in identical environments could gravitate to such different clothing, diverse types of friends, and separate courses of life. In observing them as adult men, I remain fascinated to watch each of them unpack their inventory uniqueness and become acquainted with the substance of their individuality as they pursue the fulfillment of their divine potential. 
it's been an often raucous adventure as they've explored and discovered their own uniqueness. But each brings a distinctly remarkable thought pattern and skill set to problem solving. Perhaps the primary reason for the successful development as independent, distinct individuals is their commitment to discover the power of their own unique talents, abilities, and proclivities. They clearly are not clones of each other, and they haven't simply become the opposite reaction of each other. Because they're twins, though, they probably face the challenge of self-discovery sooner and more deliberately than most of us. <clears throat> and yet the accelerated journey is the same one we're all traversing. To know who we are created to be, to know why we're here on this earth, and to live out the pursuit of our divine destiny. Hmm. I'm going to read that part again. Because they're twins, though, they probably face the challenge of self-discovery sooner and more deliberately than most of us. And yet the accelerated journey is the same one we're all traversing. To know who we are created to be, to know why we're here on this earth, and to live out the pursuit of our divine destiny. Hmm. Who we're created to be, why we're here on this earth, and walking out our divine destiny. I bet right there that would stop a whole bunch of people. Now, I can't say I wouldn't be included. I just got a better understanding of, of some things. Some other things, Lord, I'm, I'm just at the point, you know, whatever, God. But I'm not worried about it because I'm growing more and more and allowing my spirit to lead me. He know what he's doing. And let him be God. So, again, we can take this, what he's talking about here, even deeper when we talk about spirit, soul, and body. When you're truly yielding and learning to the Holy Spirit and letting him be your path. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. When you truly begin just to let go and let God. I don't know how my day is going. God, I'm going to talk to you first and we'll go from there. But again, that's where most people are not, or honestly aren't willing to go because it's uncomfortable, it's scary, they have no, they well, they think they have no control over it. I mean, because they think they got control over their situation and circumstances. But you do and you don't. You just think that you do. Like my twins, many of us share the same variables for success as others around us, and yet we each fail to discover our distinct, personalized combination to unlock that success. Have you ever wondered why people with less talent, fewer resources, and more obstacles than you pass by you? <clears throat> Have you ever attempted to follow a formula or check off a of five easy steps to fulfillment, only to become frustrated and feel like you're the exception? Too often we imitate others and conform to popular standards, but fail to tap into our most powerful, most precious resource, our own uniqueness. And that goes back to what Mark was talking about was desire. You know, Pam was saying, don't let anybody stop you from, from you know, doing what you need to do. But when you really get to a certain point, you're not even concerned about that because they can't. They they don't have the power to stop you. Only you have the power to stop yourself. But see, you haven't gotten to that point of understanding. You haven't gotten to that point in 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 in, in desire. 
We're our biggest problem. We're our biggest problem. Especially when we go to the Word of God. Because that's the one thing, His Word will not fail, but are you choosing to stand on it, to seek it? As Mark says, to stand and to stand therefore. Are you willing to do that? Obviously, my twin sons shared numerous similarities, both genetic factors and environmental influence. <clears throat> but the fact remained that each of them had been divinely designed as a one-of-a-kind, inimitable re reflection of his creator, not of his twin or even his parents. As they matured, my twin sons naturally noticed the ways in which they differed from each other. But more important, they relished, cultivated, and celebrated these differences. As I mentioned before, they were more self-aware and more determined at an earlier age to discover their own unique abilities, interests, and personal passions. As much as they loved each other and, over and enjoyed being twins, nonetheless, they didn't want to be a duplicate of somebody else, certainly not each other. Like each one of us, each wanted to know the fingerprint of his own personality. They were blessed to have both the motivation and the freedom to explore the inner resources. Growing up, many of us aren't encouraged to identify individuality. In fact, we were likely told in both word and by example to conform, to fit in, to not stand out. Whether it was overtly expressed or covertly implied, the message was the message we got was to accept the status quo and not make waves. This may have been our parents' attempt to make life run smoother, or even to protect us from the scrutiny and often cruel mockery that comes from standing out in the crowd. <clears throat> and yet, most of us knew at an early age that we were not <clears throat> not like everyone else. <clears throat> let alone who others wanted us to be. It might have been our desire to stay indoors and get lost in the adventures of the Hardy Boys or Harry Potter instead of playing pickup bas basketball in the park. From my experience and observations, our true identity really enjoys the freedom to emerge without first enduring conformity, social modification, or outright suppression. Peer pressure as well as parental expectations and the demands of our circumstances all exert various amounts of force on who we really are. Our instincts may have even guided us to hide parts of ourselves in order to keep them alive when we were younger. We instinctively knew that we could not express our creativity, unleash our imagination, or announce our dreams without them being injured or the ridicule, rejection, or retaliation of others. As adults, however, we now have the power to liberate ourselves. We need no one else's permission to empower the God-given essence of our identity. Whether we think we have the time, money, or other resources needed to uncover who we really are, it's vitally important that we discover our core and allow it to grow, develop, and flourish. You see, it's not about whether you can afford therapy or complete your education or attend that self-improvement seminar. And it's not about becoming self-absorbed, babying your inner child, or excusing self-indulgence. It's simply about whether you have the courage to look within yourself and embrace all that you find there. And I'm going to stop it there. Good morning, everybody. Hello, dear. You know, it's funny because what you're reading about is the last thing that me and my dad was, me and my dad has discussed over the past year and a half. 
about being either conformed or unique. You know, and I, I, I caught part of what Renee and Mark were saying, and it's like the social experiment that they did. Um, it was a social economical experiment for the for the projects because they wanted to see what would happen um, when they stacked us on top of each other, and you know, over in Cabrini Green and all the other projects that we have, and it it worked, and it worked too well, you know. But the thing is, it's nature. It's like that, what they say in psychology, nature versus versus nurture, because you had those who were willing, who wanted to get out and couldn't, and those who wanted to stay. And so, unfortunately, after a while, you become discouraged because you want to break out. You want to do better. But, I mean, even like when you said good times, even when you look at that, they were shining the light on how hard they were working and they were still stuck. And it's like, I didn't, hold on, I didn't say anybody say anything. I, hold on, I'm sorry. So it's, I'm sorry. So it's like people were not, you know, you, once you get to a certain point of being discouraged, you're like, you know, you give up. You give up. And and it could be in the projects or being a rich person. You know, it, it doesn't matter, where, you know, what side of the spectrum you're on. If with all that you're, you're trying to do to be an individual is squashed, if you're, depending on how strong you are within yourself, will determine how much, how far you're willing to fight to keep your individuality before you break down and want to conform to what everybody else wants you to do and act and say or whatever, you know. So it's like, but, but God, you know what I mean? It's like, once you find out who you are in God and start seeing yourself the way God sees you, then where he says, I'm your your strength and your weakness, then, then you know that you're not fighting the fight by yourself. And that's the difference between somebody who knows God and somebody who doesn't know God. Because after... You know, when you're, you're when you're fighting the fight by yourself, you get tired, especially if you have nobody to support you being you. But if you know who you are in God, it doesn't matter what nobody else say. It doesn't matter what's the song. It doesn't matter what the people say. You know, you're going to strive to do better. You're going to strive to get out. You're going to strive. And I look at some of the young men that have, you know, that 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 um, they come from the projects. And they went on and they got their degree and they got out and then they're trying to go back and show that the, it could be done. But then you have, again, the naysayers, the ones who are the loudest, 
are the ones that people listen to. So it's like those ones who don't want to do better. I mean, though, again, you fight against, you're not fighting against flesh and blood, you're fighting against spirit. What spirit was released at that moment in that area over that particular, you know, district or whatever for nobody to want to get out? being prisoners in their own mind and not fighting because after a while there's a break between what can be done and what can't be done because of what's sown into the spirit of, I mean, it starts when you're young, you know, and so it's just, I'm done. But that just that just stood out for me because I, me and my dad fight against that all the time. He wanted me to look like him, and I'm like, I'm fighting to be me. And if you can't appreciate that, then you can't love me. You don't you don't see who I am. You see what is negative in me because it's not you. And so that's that's and that's a fight. You can't listen to what everybody else says. And I'm I'm going back on you. I'm sorry, I just spit. <coughs> But you know, go ahead. That was Erica just got finished speaking, right? That was what? That was Erica that that just got finished. Um, that was Felicia. Oh, I'm sorry, Felicia. Okay, well, it's um, mine was going to be short. It was something that was told to me yesterday, and it said that they had seen a little girl. She's about about maybe about five or six. She was standing outside the dollar store. Her mom was inside the dollar store um, getting Easter stuff. So the little girl is standing out there looking sad. And uh, someone came up to her and asked her, why are you so sad? And where's your mommy? She said, my mommy's in the dollar store getting Easter stuff. And I want to go to church. So the mother came out, heard the conversation. She said, you want to go to church? What's fun in that? We can just get the um, the eggs and the basket and the candy, have better fun with that than going to church. So there goes that baby's desire to want to go to church, and her mom just squashed it. Top of criticism. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it's squashed, but the thing is, with, with her desire being there, with her desire being there, God put somebody in her in in the place to show her. I mean, you see, so this is what I saw: the same uh-huh. scenario. You know, you got to see every aspect that God puts in front of of you. And, and that's one, that's another thing that I'm, I'm starting to notice. We have to look at, we have to look at uh, a panoramic view of everything that we're going through on a day-to-day. Because even though her mom was discouraging about going to church, that one person that stopped, and saw her being sad 
will will resonate with her more than what her mom said. Mm -hmm. Because that was the light of hope that she received. Well, somebody cares about what I want. Even though her mom did come out and say, oh, but why would you want to do that? That one person being willing to stop and ask her what was wrong, let her know that somebody sees her for who she is. So maybe she wasn't able to go to school that Sunday. But maybe God would make a way for somebody to volunteer to take her or even make her mom rethink what she says and does and really see her daughter for who she is. So it's like those kind of things we have to pay attention to. True. The other thing you have to take in consideration, the Bible talks about out of the mouth of the babes, they prophesy. She told, it said what, she basically said and told her emotions and people that are around her was, was important. But her mama thought it was more important to get an Easter basket to give them a fallacy of what Easter truly is, how an Easter could procreate to make an egg is virtually impossible. But that's my tangent. That's where I'm not going over there. But with that being said, that's just the fact of how we have basically learned to celebrate that which is man-made and forgot the creator of man. Because uh, we were talking about, um, well, Felicia was talking about um, God's breath yesterday. And something that I wanted to say, but I just didn't say it because it just, it just, it was so profound to me. One breath in man has lasted over 2,000 years. From the beginning, it started with one breath. And that breath has perpetuated itself from years and decades and centuries. But then you question the fact that if God is real and if he is who he is, he only blew breath into man one time and that perpetuated life to where we are today. But you want to celebrate something that is created by man versus the creation creator of man. That's the issue, that she said what her desire was, which was true and right. And the thought-provoking fact of it is that that's probably not the only thing that she wants to do that is right, and she sees her mother doing wrong. Those are the questions that we have to ask ourselves that, yes, she saw a glimmer of hope with you basically saying, you, maybe the next time, or just encouraging her, but that's where we have to focus on the people as a whole of giving them an actual, a, a suitable answer and solution versus um, just the acceptance of whatever it is.
Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I just on mute. <laughs> no. Oh. Anybody else got anything? comments, criticism, before we start in a prayer request. Criticisms going once. Questions, comments, criticisms going twice. I really need to exercise. My body is just hurting. All right. Three times. Well, prayer request. Mark, can you start them and I'll come behind you or whatever because I'm going to take a shower real quick. Yeah, that's fine. Um, prayer request, you mean to the list or whoever needs prayer? No, whoever wants prayer. So, yeah, I'm just driving him today. He wanted to drive and go out riding, so he okay. might just ride to Mississippi and just come back. Driving Mr. Daisy. <laughs> you know, I got something to tell you that is so hilarious, and, and you know, you know, it's just, the, it's just, it's funny. But I'm like, I got to the bathroom and didn't find no gloves, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you got, I was like, if this ain't love, I don't know what love is. Mm, all right, I, love got to do, got to do. I mean, I was just like. And then you fighting me and you aggressive towards me and I got to clean you with no gloves. Jesus, I had to guy had to get I had to pray real quick and quicken myself. It's like don't get upset. Oh, an obedient <laughs> servant. <laughs> I said, you know what? I mean, and it wasn't just wiping you up. It said it's everything. And I'm like, you know what? And then you gonna swing at me and punch at me? How do you have my soul? <laughs> Tell him I just I didn't I didn't know what to, I didn't, I didn't know what you had to grab a pearls for a minute and say wait a minute <laughs> I said God you want me to do this and, and brother I didn't even flinch I said okay come on let's go I said that's what soap and water is for and I just went to go wash my hands afterwards but I said you know what I am dedicated to this this thing I don't know to learn know how but I am. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> any requests? 
<laughs> oh my god. Is that Felicia laughing at me? Yes. Because uh, I'm seeing your face like, Lord, really? Right. <laughs> right. Right. But you I know mean, what? So elbow deep in ish. <laughs> you said what, but Felicia? You know, as, you were, as you were saying that, though, I was seeing um, like the lowest, the lowest thing that could be done is somebody washing their feet. Back, you know, when Christ was walking, and how He was willing to, you to be a servant of God, you have to be willing to serve. Yeah. You know, and we all have, we all have to figure out where we're willing to serve. Right. And then he determines he he then he's the one who elevates and and creates the levels within us to go. And so for even though it was not even though that particular duty was not something that was palatable to you, you still did it because you could have been that person but like, you know what, let me go get it. Let me go get somebody for you because this is below my pay grade. You know, you could have had that mindset, and there's people out there like that. So even so, because me, I would have been like, um. (laughs) Well, you know, in this situation, I'm his primary, and I do a whole lot of other things for the family. But the thing of it is that because I'm his primary, I mean, I think of the fact that I wouldn't, I think of three things. I wouldn't want my mother, sister, brother, father to be mistreated and not taken care of correctly and appropriately. Two, I care about him. And three, this is just who I am. And I'm not going to let him be uncomfortable when I know that he could, if he was able to do so, he would have done so correctly himself. So that's why I look beyond the fact of the smells and different things of that nature and the humility side of it, the humiliating side of it versus the humility side of it. I'm going to make sure that he is, he has integrity in kept, in kept, intact regardless of anything. So, I mean, therefore, that's why I look beyond the fact of getting hands dirty. And, and here again, that goes with the ministry that we're in. Sometimes we, it has to get grimy, and we have to be grimy to get the work done, but in the end, we can always be washed and clean and basically made whole again because we are doing that in which the Father was saying. And that, that realistically was what, in my head, what I thought for the encouragement of just even, it could have been worse. I could have been cleaning up blood and all these things, but it was just something to get rid of. So, I mean, these are things that we have to take in consideration of when we are going through the process. The process isn't easy. He didn't say it was easy, but he did say it was attainable. He said, believe in me and trust on anything, and those things that you believe and ask for shall basically be manifested. So it's just a part of the belief mechanism that we've been talking about for the last two whole weeks, whether it be about the blood issues or anything else. We have to know that he's still God. He sits high and he looks low and he, he basically will perform it. Because why? He said he watches it over, watches over his word to perform it. And that's what he's doing. He, we are ma- 
we are living manifestations of what God has been doing for all these years in this prayer line. Because you couldn't tell me just by some of the experiences that I've had in this last two months that I would have been mature enough to say, God, I'll let you handle it. Because I would think and know that I could do it just a little bit better than God so I could make sure that they got a thing versus them realizing when they really needed somebody to help them and that person wasn't there to help them that was capable of helping them and they don't have nobody else. That's the greatest thing that you basically taking advantage of God's child versus, oh, I'm going to get them back because they misused me and my gift. Okay, but you're going to need me, so one day you're going to realize that. So, I mean, these are things that we are experiencing and how we're growing on this line and with one another. So, therefore, we have to be an example for one another. So, if not, there's no purpose for us to be keep on stay on this side. We have to keep learning. We have to keep growing. We have to become what he said and manifest because if not, like I said earlier when Sam was talking about the process, Sam's been talking about standing and when you can't do nothing else, stand therefore. But then the situation wants him to fold. He can't fold because he got to stand, stand therefore. Because we are proclaiming something and we have to basically be partakers of our fruit of the proclamations that we're making and that's what we are. But I'm done. Anybody need prayer? Hello? Um, I like prayer. Okay. Anything specific or just what I get? Nothing specific today. So what? I don't feel anything specifically needs to be prayed for. Well, you know what? Finances. Um, no, not the specific. No. So let's go back to finances. <laughs> the bio for the father says, what do you have in your house? Huh? The, bio, the father is saying, what do you have in your house? Can I talk about show? He has provided me with um, food and heat and water. Okay. Okay, listen to this. The woman of God's husband was a prophet. He died. People knocked on her door and said, if you don't pay the bills that your husband left when he died, we're going to take your children your son, into captivity, and he'll be our slave. So she left to the and she left the creditors, and she went to the prophet who her husband worked for, and said, "The creditors are saying that they're going to take my child because of the fact that I have uh, debts. What should I do?" He said to her. Go borrow a many of vessels, not a few. Pour the oil that you have in your house into those vessels and sell that in which you basically have poured. Pay your creditors and live.
What can you do right now financially in your house and yourself with you and yours to basically have in your house? Now, this is when you become creative, Felicia. This is when you tap in. Uh The Holy Spirit begin to reveal to you the new direction that he wants you to go. Because after this call, after after this message and after this prayer, what we're going to do is birth your business and become the entrepreneur that you always decided, desired to be and you should have been, but something has to push you away from where you are, your comfortability, to figure out who you are, what you are, what you're made of, and why he's made you. Ooh, that was quiet on this line. It's, and it's more people than that these questions need to be asked. Pam, Pam hmm? you're next. You said what? There's more people on this line that need to be asked. Pam, you're next. Just in time to chime in what? on what he was about to do. <laughs> what was that what? I said it's real funny how he finished his shower just in time to chime in on that question. <laughs> oh, well, since, since you want to add your nickel, what I didn't say, what I wanted to say, but applies. Oh, Lord. You know, you started. <laughs> Isn't it funny how God has us doing the very thing we said we would never do? The very thing that we don't like, won't well, that ain't me, uh-uh. But yet we find ourselves pushed into some form of it for whatever reason, even if it's just for survival, what we find ourselves doing, I wouldn't do that, I don't like that, that ain't me. But yeah. now you're going there, you're tapping into God. See, again, when I'm talking about your creativity, you're tapping into things that you would not necessarily tap into if you were comfortable. So now let your uncomfortableness propel you to that which God has divinely directed you. Yeah. So do I need to ask you that question again? No, I mean, well... If you say no, then you should give me an answer. Okay. Well, I mean. And now you mature saint, woman of God. Okay. Exposure. Don't give her no more life favors. No, I'm not. I'm I'm telling her she ain't got no excuses. Right. You have the ability to tap into your spirit and he will reveal it to you, but you're going to have to press. You speak in tongues. You ain't, you ain't, you, you don't have that. I don't know. No, no, you do not. You need to, whatever you need to do, if you need to fast pray, lock yourself away from everybody until you get some, well, I think I know not. No, I know not. And you begin to walk out on it. You don't have time for excuses anymore. But you know, it's not even something that she had to pray about. She know what he told her. <laughs> I can tell her what it is, but I'm not. I can tell her two things 
that I know about her right now that I can say that God told her to do that she can make money from right now, and I'm not where she is, and I just know her. And I'll text you and, t- and, and tell you what it is. One of well, the, the main thing for for me is the business of the mass movement, movement and music. That's that's the biggest thing right now that um, that I I know I can do. Um, you said you could do what? Mass music and motion, which is basically that. That's what it is. Tutoring for math, um, teaching music and and dance. Those were the three things that I've been wanting to do for a minute. Okay, um, you know what I sent you know what I sent to, to Sam? No. I said consult and write. Mm. <laughs> Sam, did I not did I did I not send you that text message, Sam? I, I'm not by my phone, so I can't okay. see. Right now. Yeah, I sent him the text message consulting and writing. Mm-hmm. Teaching music is consulting, tutoring is consulting, as well as writing because of the fact that you write all these all these visions, but you know how to write. You know how to articulate writing. You can publish your own book. But now that you said tutoring, we're going to go back to tutoring. What grades could you tutor? Um, grade school up to freshman. Okay. Now, what would you name that? The name of it? What's the name of your tutoring business? Um. Mass music in motion. That's the Mass name music in motion. What? That's the name of it. Yeah. Okay. So you know what you are going to do. Do you have any curriculum to tutor, or you would basically use what they have to basically teach them? Um. Actually, I am creating. A kind of curriculum now because I'm homeschooling my son, and I will also use the materials that they have. Okay, so when are I mean, so when are you going to start? Um, I started homeschooling Ozias since the school year started. No, when are you going to start tutoring? I should have been started, really. No, 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 no. See, I no. Just, we're being practical application. When are you going to start? When am I going to start? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the vision that I have is to get my flyers out before the end of the no. school. No, when are you going to start? Not the vision you have. When are you going to start? And I'm being I'm playing hard nose with you for one simple reason. I need you to see what you just said because I'm about to give you a piece of what you just said. You basically told me, Mark, my baby's name is Math and Ministry in Motion. 
I've already named my baby, so therefore I have to feed my baby. But because I'm not giving you a start date, then therefore my baby's going to starve until I feel like I can start. So your baby's already died because of the fact that you cannot tell me when you're going to feed it. Then we get to the flyers because your brother that you're talking to can make you a flyer, put it in in any format, and then basically do whatever you want to do with the flyer. But I need you to tell me when you're going to feed your baby. Okay, so then let me ask you this. What else do you have to lose before you get kicked into where you need to be? You there? I'm here. Because, I mean, your baby's crying right now. What are you going to do? If your if your if your natural born baby right now starts to cry and he hurts himself, what are you gonna do? I do everything I can to make him stop crying. Okay, so the your math, music, and motion is a baby that's crying, and you, mama, are not doing what you can do to stop it from crying. Now, what are you going to do? Well, I've been trying to do everything I can to make it stop crying. So when are you going to start, honey? I mean, I've pretty much started. I mean, the thing is, it's just... Have you wrote a post on Facebook about any of you parents who need your children to be tutored? Holler at me. That's starting. Hey. I did, I did, I did that. But I haven't done it recently. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I we can get the flyers done that. for you. We can get the flyers. We're not worried about that. But what I'm saying is, hey, if your baby is crying, feed it. The only way for your baby to stop crying right now is for you to feed it, meaning that you're doing that in which you basically named your baby to do. Teaching and consulting and tutoring math and ministry in motion. But I need you to tell me when you're going to start. Today. Thank you. Now what do you need to start? I got it right in front of me on my laptop. So once you get off the phone, you're going to email me that information so you can get some flyers, correct? Yes, sir. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, we expect that you move expediently on behalf of our sister, God, to basically establish her as well as her vision and that which you have promised her for her business and for her to be an entrepreneur and be just be something different and do something different, Father God, and allow her to understand that her strength of income and wealth is not from an actual corporation, but it's from you, Father. And we ask that you would show her by her faith and her diligence, Father, that her stepping out that you are going to be her provider and you're going to show her and you're going to be her Elohim that basically gives her everything that she needs, Father God. And we ask that you would bless her and her house and what she has in her house to remain so she can live, therefore, after that which she has paid 
all of that which she owes, Father God. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Next runner-up. Would you answer all your questions and yeah, answer all your questions and pray. Alicia? I'm sorry. Did I answer all your questions in praying? Yes, sir. Okay. Pam, are you up there? Are you on? Yes. So now, breaking things down from a natural slash spiritual perspective, you and the spirit has been proclaimed. Now, naturally, what is your strategy? What is your plan? You need to have a plan. You need to sit down and write it, a 30, 60, 90-day plan. Every day, you need to be doing something to be your business. Every day. You have no excuse because you have the Holy Spirit as far as access. So you can't sit up here and say, I don't know. And I'm glad and hope that you are in a position say, where you say, I don't know. Then you begin to pray. And you begin to pray until he shows you what strategy you need to have. So, hey, every day you need to sit down and begin to write. You need to, at the beginning of a week, at the beginning of the week, you need to have a seven-day seven day strategy. Okay. And you need to have this until it becomes automatic. So every, matter of fact, when you get off this call today, you need to sit your butt down and write you out a seven-day strategy. What you need to be doing, how you need to be doing it, get you a notebook and begin to write out plans. Every day you need to be doing something towards your business. Since you are the Google queen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to see how or talk to any of your friends who are teachers how they plan their weekly schedule about how they their assignments or how they're going to teach for that week. And ask them if you could submit it to them and basically see exactly um, how constructive that is and how feasible it is for you to basically tutor and teach from whatever curriculum that you have. Hey, Mark, I'm about to really make a man now. And what did I say again about Harley and Pam getting together? You know, Lisa's got a school. Oh no, 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 no! I'm already, Pam. Believe me, I'm, I'm going to hit all three of them with a brick in the face, and then I'm going to hang up. I already know that. <laughs> because I'm going back to the fact that you said last week, y'all three need to get together and war. This is what y'all got to do: is war for your business, and war for your family, war for the things that are important to you. Because guess what? I can't war for them and then war for everything else and then cover you in the process. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's what he told us 
two weeks ago. War for it. Get together and figure some stuff out. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what? I'm not mad about this because guess what? It's money. It's not money in my pocket. It's money not in your pocket. Mm. Uh oh. All right, told Sam. I got. It. I missed it. I got bricks in my hand and I burn them. But you know the thing of it is, I'm talking to myself as well because last night I just said I need to get my um, EIN number. I was supposed to take a test last night to start getting ready for the homes that are supposed to, the classes open up in August. Did I do it last night? No, I got frustrated and I got mad at my English teacher because she is wearing me out with these assignments. I want to fight her. And I was so mad, I told Erica that I was going to write about God and I hope she was an atheist. <laughs> I'm just telling you where I am. And so I remember, and then last week, you told Mark, Mark, you are not excluded from your word. You have to fight and pray just as hard, if not harder, for what you need to do and where you need to be because you're instructing us. Did you not tell me that? Yeah. I'm walking it out. Now, then, therefore, we can accept the instruction and we can give them. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, if we can give them, you told me then. Why can't we basically follow them through? And I'm asking you that same question. Now, you've had the instructions, and that's for the three of you guys. You guys have had the instructions, and you, we all give each other share advice and share information and understanding, but now it's up to y'all to move, and y'all haven't done it. But because we are up front and leading you guys and ministering to you guys and building you guys up, it's no different from us, you guys holding us accountable than we holding you accountable. Now my question to you is, when are y'all going to meet? Since y'all not doing it on your own. <laughs> Anybody there? I'm here. I'm not just talking about you, because when Pam and Lisa get on the line, I'm going to get them too. I'm on the line. She's just mute right now. Oh, she's mute. Okay. Well, Pam needs to remember that we had to take those steps in Jesus' name, and I could do these things and not faint in the day of adversity because her strength is small. Her strength, her strength is not small. She needs to basically stand up and be accounted for. Because when all that you can do is stand and you can't do nothing else, stand there for. That's what we've been talking about. So I need her to be accountable for. Her admit, I'm coming on this line and talking to me. Like, I, I ain't talking to her because I know she hear me. Is she on the line? It's quiet in the room. Okay. Well, Lisa, are you there? Lisa's at work, so she might not be on. Okay. You know, what was that thing you said earlier about desire? Oh. <laughs> but now I'm going to say something on top of that. Obedience is better than sacrifice. The way that God has ordained and instructed you all to do this thing is one way. 
Now you're sitting back procrastinating, thinking, ain't call. No, you need to be, look, 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 let's do this to get this over with. Let me call you right now. Right, you know, that's what you need to be doing. But, see, when you're sitting back, when I'm going to start my school, um, 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 I'm going to, no, um, excuse me, that's a Michelle. And that's about the nicest way I can say it. Hey, Sam, the Bible says, if thou is therefore willing and obedient. <laughs> two words. What's those two words? If and then. If thou you are willing and obedient, then therefore you should so, uh, to the land. It sounds, obedience sounds like an action word, like it requires some effort, some work. So the willing starts like a soulish thing because you have to make a decision to say yes, but the obedience, you can only be obedient if you're doing what you're told to do. So that means you must be doing this. Watch this. Willingness just has, is, is your desire. Obedience is your action. <laughs> it's that simple. God, I, I, God, I just do right. So my actions are going to show that I want to do right. Even though I know that in my carnality, my flesh wants me to do wrong. <laughs> what does that mean? God, I know that I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Okay. And, and let me let me tell you this. This is not for you all to get together and talk and chit chat. Felicia, you don't want to speak in tongues. You need to, okay, look, I'm gonna pray in tongues until the spirit comes down. You need to stand up. Like he told Pam, don't don't you gotta speak what you what's gonna happen, what's gonna manifest. So Felicia says you're the one that's the spiritual leader to speak in tongues. You need to lead them. Until they speak in the tongue or until the Holy Spirit comes and activates. There's a purpose that he's calling you all to do in this particular way. Remember, this is warring. This ain't that. You need to birth Pam's direction because she's stuck. Lisa needs some, some edification. Whatever you all have to pass amongst each other. The Felicia is going to start with you because at this point in time, you're the one that has the, the ability to speak in spirit. They all can do it. They just don't do it for whatever reasons I'm not getting into. But then Lisa, she's the one that's bold. She's the one that's out there. So she's not going to sit around and listen to the what well, I'm thinking. She ain't got time for that because she's fighting for her life. So Lisa's the one who has that boldness. Felicia, you want to have the spirituality. Damn, you just stuck. But that's not a bad thing because now God is molding you into who he formed you to be, not who you thought you were. But watch this, brother. They need need Pam in her stubbornness. Mm. Okay. So let's go down this road, Mark. Explain. You said power, boldness, and stubbornness. Okay, I'm going to start with Pam because she has been the most contrary to all of this all the way through. Pam is so stubborn when she gets the Holy Ghost and when she gets to where she got to go, she won't fold compared to where she's folding now because she's so stubborn. Because the Bible says that he's going to use you that which you were in the world 
when you come out of the world, he's going to use those same things. He's not going to expect her to change. He's going to expect her to be the same stubborn person because when he tells her to do it, she's going to stand on it. Amen. So you said she's going to be the rock that's not going to let them waver when they get into their feelings and emotions. As, as stubborn as Pam is, and if she knows she's right, she don't move. <clears throat> Am I talking about the person that I'm on the line with every day, y'all? Yeah. yeah. She knows she's right. And then I'm going to talk to her about this. <laughs> Wait a if, minute. She, if, if she knows she's right, she's not going to move. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to go. It ain't even if she's right. If she knows this ain't what she wants. Even no, if she's no, wrong, not, but it ain't what no, she wants. She still I'm ain't going to move. Talk about her. No, see, I'm not even talking about what she wants right now. I'm talking to her spirit, so her spirit is listening to me, not her. Oh, come mm. on now, brother. Oh, you took it on there. I've, I've already basically spoken to the authority of what I have the power and position of, and that's my office. Mm. I am defying the fact that you want to be, um, what what is it called? Um, What is it called? Spiritual ignition? You want to be foul? I'm going to be foul. But I'm going to be from the power side of foul versus I'm going to speak to your spirit and let your spirit beat you, not me. Because the Bible says he chastises those who he loves. So no. I want him to whoop you with the word right now that is basically being poured into mm. your spirit. Mm. Her stubbornness right now is keeping her from everything that she has that's locked up in the treasures and everything else because she don't want to move. So that's fine. So until she moves, everything's going to stop. Everything's going to be hard. Oh, everything's going to come to an end. <laughs> now, I'm going to go back around the room. We talked about power. Felicia understands the practicality of what the power is that's inside of her. She uses it when she wants to. She understands Uh-oh. what it contains. Uh-oh. But the fact of it is that she has had an experience with the true and living God and having that experience of power. Right? Pam, I mean, and Lisa having boldness. Felicia's not bold all the time as she needs to be. She will sit back and sit back and sit back and take that which everybody pushes her and gives her, but she's bold when she has to be versus at all times. Those are three different separate gifts that they could give to each other. And here's my here's how here's here's my definition in the scripture on how to prove that it could be something for the three of them that they could share with each other. The Bible says, um, for iron sharpened iron as he sharpened the continent of his friend. Is that not what it says, Sam? Say that again. Iron sharpened iron as we sharpen the continents of our friends. Mm. The sharpening comes from the fact that, Felicia, I need, the, I need to receive the Holy Ghost and the power that you have. Mm. Pam, I need to basically not waver even in the situation that I feel like I'm drowning and I'm sinking from Lisa's standpoint. Mm. Felicia needs to be stubborn to the place where I'm not going to move and I'm going to be bold because this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. Mm. 
That's her accepting the fact that she cannot move when she knows that God is speaking and she's right. And she'd be bold about it and not be so timid. Mm. Those are all sharpening each other's confidence to make each other better. Mm. With just three qualities. With just three with just three three issues. Now, I'm going to retract I'm not going to retract. I'm going to rewind something. Erica's on the line with us. Erica can tell y'all better than we can how Sam and Mark rode her like a white horse until she received the Holy Ghost, until she started speaking in tongues, until she understood the practical reasoning as to where she was going to need to speak in tongues. Fast forward. The first thing Erica did when she walked in there and saw her best friend transition, she went in because that's where her power was. She said, today, I'm no longer going to allow the adversary to whoop my behind on my turf. Thank you, Jesus. And she went in to speak tongues where she knew her power was. But this couldn't have happened prior to Maria transitioning because Erica wouldn't have been able to deal with it in Erica. So she had to tap out of Erica being the flesh and go to a spiritual place where that could not even be compensated from an earthly realm. But she gave up herself to get to that which God was going to give her and endow her with power to deal with a 30-year relationship that she has to question now why it's not there. But she can still say, but God. She can still laugh and still cry and still give God the glory because she understands that he had her through this whole time. Because every time she says something, she says, that's not what I wanted to do. But, God, you saw me through it. Erica, am, am, I, am, I, am I telling the truth? Well, I thought she was there. But I know she's listening. So, Sam, the things that they need from each other are very practical. They just have to do it. And like you said, they, they need, Sam, you're talking about they just need to pray. No, they need a shut-in. That's what they need, a good old-fashioned shut-in. And carry and pray until God comes down. Point blank, period. Are you receiving that, Felicia? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you say, Mark? <laughs> You're breaking up. That's <laughs> happening on people's feet. Oh, uh, really? But, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Hey, Fred. Hmm? You can pray for Renee. <laughs> You want me to pray for Mark? Oh, so I thought I heard a, a lady say something. Pray for something. 
You said what? I thought I heard one of the ladies say pray for something. No, Renee said you can pray for Renee. Okay. That's what I say. I can pray for it. Don't matter. We both pray for it. Don't matter. What do you? What do you? What, is there something specific or just whatever we get? What's coming to you? What's coming to you through and through you? Well, I I, I want to say it's the same thing. You're being stagnant over the fact of what he told you. You're piddling around with it versus doing it. I could say that it's financial. I could say that it's spiritual. And I could also say that it is um, from a physical standpoint as well. This is the word that he that I'm getting holistically. What does that mean to you? Okay. Um, what you had told me before, I am getting more supplies together for that craft thing we talked about. Um, I'm also going to have to start breaking myself off from being the safety net for others. And it was something that came across my mind the other day, which is one of my um, encouraging thoughts, and that is Jesus Jesus gave, but why do we continue to hoard? So hoarding can be physical, it can be spiritual, it can be mental. But we got to release, so I know I got to release. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come right now just simply asking you to basically be God. We ask that you would simply just give her an understanding what she should do and give holistically, Father God, and to you as well as to others that are around and basically to help purge herself, Father God. We ask that you would give her an understanding and an articulation that she could do these things and do these things with the understanding that she doesn't have to lose everything, Father God, but we ask that you would just give her her own understanding and articulation to what it is that she's willing to give and that which we will bless her with more in abundance for her sacrificing to give and give to those who don't have as well as those who need, as well as those who basically need an understanding, whether it be mind, body, or spirit, Father God. We ask that you would give this to her, and we ask that you would do a quick work, Father God, for her diligence and her obedience to start the process, Father God, and to complete it, Father. We ask these things in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm praying for you. Hmm. 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 Hmm.
Okay. There's going to be some transformations. There's going to be some partnering with somebody. And he's got to sharpen your tools. So you must go through the processes that he takes you through so he can sharpen your tools. So just be obedient and faithful and be encouraged and let the Holy Spirit do all that is needed as he directs your path and your steps. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. You can pray for me. Uh, probably got a few. I don't know what time we got. I ain't even gonna get started. Is that so. Erica? Yeah. I called her three times and she answered. <clears throat> well, you know, I heard you call my name. I didn't know. I I was here. I heard <laughs> you call my name. I didn't. No, I was supposed to respond to anything. You just said Erica on the line. I said, mm, yeah, right, right. I asked the question, then. I'm sorry, I missed that part. Okay. Probably was when a client was in my office. I didn't hear that, but I, I yeah, I'm here. I'm going to not comment on that. You ready for prayer, dear? I am. Okay. Well, let's start with your favorite peoples. We're going to start with the children. Okay, Lord, let's get to children. You're the position, you're the position, you're the position. First judge, you're not committed to Aiden Charles. Roger, you're the position. Ebony, you're the grand, you're the growth, you're the commissuosa, you're the diary, you're the consider, you're the combo, you're the kanda. Or is she the position of anybody else? Do you want to know the shit of Cassandra? She could have the soccer, she could have the gasa. Or the shit of Cassandra, she could have the gasa. She could have the gunda, she could have the gasa. She could have the gunda, she could have the gasa. Now we're going to get the adults. Run to go say she to go say she to go say you that favorite man of yours, Donald Trump. You have to go say she to go say she to go send that car. Erica Deborah, you have to go say the Angie. You have to go say she to do you to go. William Nana, you have to go say to go run to your mom. You have to go say to go say that at the Deborah way. You have to go say she to go run to go say Kadaka. Run to go say she to go say she to run to go Daka. Grand the 
And your business and your entities, your business, your job, your church, run the negotiation, negotiation, negotiation. So that's what's funny. So you, uh, you know, the next 30 days when you'll be speaking at your church. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm going to pray that God gives you what to talk about. But she will yield. Mm. She will yield so that you can manifest, Father. She will yield so that you can manifest. She will allow herself to be used mm. so that you can manifest, Lord. Holy Spirit, allow the anointing to move in her life so she can begin to flow into the fullness of the calling and the destiny that you have for her. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, Sam, um, she she wants to know what no, she is No, I was just asking do. a question. <laughs> no, 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 no. I real facetious. No, 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 no. I was being facetious. And I'm going to I'm going to ask your rhetorical question. I'm going to answer your rhetorical question. You ready? Let me hang up on you. Let oh, <laughs> hang up on you. It's okay because it's going to be recorded. <laughs> because remember, you do you do recall statement of you talking about how stubborn I was and how I needed to be on the call regardless of what it was and be and be held accountable so I fight with God versus fighting with the fact that I didn't want to do what I was going to do and I told you just yesterday I told you this morning I was dead sleep and I woke oh. up and I sent you and Sam a text message did I not Sam yep because you told me that I had to stand up and be accountable and I not need not to fight and stop fighting but now you want to fight. A hush came over the crowd. I'm sorry. You have to say that last part again. Somebody came into my office. Listen to the recording. Oh, gosh. You told me. Last last two 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 nights ago, I need to stop fighting and basically I can't I can't do whatever I want to do because I know that this is my charge and I'm responsible for such and because I'm responsible for such I cannot fight anymore and if I do fight I'm fighting with God versus fighting with the fact that I know what I'm supposed to do correct mm-hmm okay now what is your business called? E five. 
and two LL speak. Okay, we're talking Peapod right now. Okay. Why is it needed? One because our well, I just streamline it because our our pastors and leaders of churches are in such dire strait between or dire strait with the information that they're disseminating to the parishioners based on what they think and feel as opposed to what God is directing them to do or say. So you know that, right? Mm-hmm. Do they know that you are an entity? What? Huh? Meaning what? Do you they know that this is what I is an entity? No, they don't. Why? I got, I got another question. Uh-oh. <laughs> do, they, do they know the e is an entity? No, they don't. Have you told your father what you want to do? No, I was going to say I did. Oh, so why aren't you consulting him right now? Well, first, he got to call you? people... No, no, First, no, no, you no. got to call people back. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm going to tell you. I told him. He was a little, his response was a little mm, leery as if he was unsure. But I reiterated to him that I was very sure. And I've only spoken to him, well, I spoke to him three times since then. Twice. Once was about Maria being sick. The second time was when she passed. And yesterday when he told me he was going to call me back. And I initiated all contact. But you have also told me that you went to your father and told him, Daddy, can we pray? And he thought that that you wanted prayer, but you Mm -hmm. then told him, no, I'm coming to pray for you, correct? Right. Because you got the message that you had to basically tell him, that you had to pray for him, correct? Right. Dad, my team and I are coming to your church, and this is what we are instructed to do because God is saying X, Y, and Z. Now what you going to do? I have to tell him that. You said you have to tell him that? I would have to tell him that. And that's what I'm asking you. That's why entity as it is is not known by anybody because you have to basically make some of these calls because they don't know that you're there because they need you. So you have to show them how they need you. You have to tell them how they need you. You have to prove to them that they need you because they can't make it on their own. The Bible says that he will allow your gift to make room for itself and put you before great men. It's only going to make room if you make your, make the room. You basically have to step out on him to basically say, God, I'm stepping out now. What you going to do? You told me that my room would make make space for me and put me for, before great men. I'm putting myself out there, Father, now it's up to you to move. Now, Daddy, this is what God is saying because I know that there's some things that your church could be doing and could be growing and could basically be more than what it is right now if you basically allow the experience of God to come in and actually inhabit that place. Now, Dad, what are you going to do? Because one thing is one one thing is from his daughter, but when it's from the spirit, it's a totally different situation. 
Okay. Because nobody can tell me that they have um, a question if I don't have the answer. You are the answer. You have the answer. They don't know how to articulate the questions because that's why they're in the shape they're in. Because if they could articulate the question, they could possibly find an answer. But you know organizational development is their answer. The Holy Uh Ghost is their answer. Counseling is their answer. But they don't have those options because they're the preacher. They're the leaders. They're the ones that's supposed to have all the answers and can't don't go to nobody. Their arms aren't lifted up. They don't have anybody to hold them accountable. And then they don't have anybody to lift up their arms and say that I'm going to be accountable to you just as well as you're accountable to me. And when you're in the battle, I promise you I'm going to pray for you and you'll win. Those are the answers. But they don't know who to call. Because the Bible talks about the fact that the leader said, can you pray with me for one hour? And all of them went to sleep. And then they said, how long have you been with me that you can't pray with me for one hour? How long have you been with me not knowing me that you couldn't pray for one hour? The people that he's counting on to pray, not praying. That's why your team is here. That's why you're there. So you have to be the answer. The Bible said this, and and I'm going to say it in these words. The, The man... Of God saw, I mean, God saw the man that was by the pool of Bethesda. And he says, um, what did he say? He said, um, Will thou be made whole? He said, For I have no one to put me in the water. That was his excuse. But now he said this The water came to the man and said, Pick up your bed and walk. Jesus was the water. The man couldn't give an excuse for the water because the water was right there that touched him. So when you are their water and you're the answer and you know the water that they need, how then do they tell the water no? Because you're not going to give them an excuse. You're going to give them the answer. When you pick up the phone and say, hey, my name is such and such, I'm calling from this organization and my organization does X, Y, and Z, I was praying, and this is what God told me to tell you, and you need me to do X, Y, and Z for you. Other than, the only thing they can say is, my God. Because half of them are going to say, you know what, sister? I was expecting the call, or I've been praying about this. I didn't know how help was going to come, but you showed up because you were the water to tell them you don't have to lay on your bed of affliction for another 38 years and die there. Get up. Hello? I'm still here. Amen or no amen or... Amen. The reason why I'm asking you this and I'm pushing you is because you have it inside of you, but you don't want to step on nobody's toes. You don't want anybody to make it seem as if you're pushing yourself to them. But, babe, if you don't push, they don't breathe. 
if you don't push, I hate to say it, that blood is on your hands because they need you. They don't have no other answers. They don't understand the fact that they need somebody that they can confide in. They won't tell their secrets over the pulpit in their church versus in the circle that they're in. They need somebody who has the confidentiality and understand that you have them when they don't have nobody else to turn to. Mm. When Bishop Jake's daughter was getting pregnant in the parking lot, he could have used you. He said to the people, my struggle was to think about you and your children when y'all didn't worry about mine. There's more pastors out there that are dealing with things like, like that, that they can use you and need you. And I'm only pushing because it's for, you, you are for such a time as this. Mordecai told Esther, I'm going to prepare you to be before the king. He told her, watch the signs of the time. 1600 Pennsylvania Street, need us. Other than Professor Xavier. So we need to meet with them on two different situations. But we're not in position to do that. But this day, my prayer is that I'm going to hold up my, my sister's arm. And whatever she needs, when she needs it, I'm there. Because for such a time as this is why ephod needs to be established. Don't be rude. The police officers are right there. If you hit me again, I'm going to tell them. Amen, sister. Amen. Mm. Yep. Hold on a sec. Mm. No, that's that was just for the for the, the entities and stuff and the business. We never did get to her. Ah, And the one thing that you must walk in is the understanding that you have the power over whatever you encounter. You are the one that has the upper hand. You are the one that is the victor. You are the one that has the capability of overcoming everything that is put in front of you because your God has not led you into a situation or circumstance that you will be... mm, overcome 
I'm not talking about what it looks like, and I'm not talking about what it feels like. I'm talking about what it is. Now, you will have to endure. You will have to go through. You got your lottery? Yeah. You will have to go through many a thing, but you must stand and stand there for Let God be God and move in the capacity that he calls you to move. Not to hesitate. And like Pastor Mark said, you do your part. You drop the seed, you pray whatever he tells you, and then you move on. It's not your job to make it happen. It's not your job to make something occur. It's your job to plant the seed, to pray whatever God tells you to do. From that point, it's between that person and the Holy Spirit. Now, if God tells you to consistently pray on behalf of them, then you continue to do such. But again, you are the one that must speak it into being and then from that capacity move on in whatever direction God calls you to go forth in. In Jesus' name I pray, man. Now, dear, just as we activated Felicia, when when are you going to start? Um, I have started. <clears throat> um, I can for me right now. My my issue with uh, doing things, I guess, is money. Um, but in terms of, you know, walking in that fashion, I have, um, you know, um, availed those services in a couple of areas. One to my father, um, also in the area of dealing with the couple. Um, I just availed that to them on Sunday, um, in terms of a couple that's um, getting married, and I also availed the ephod specifically, um, you know, in addition to my father, who was to my church. And that right there doesn't take money that you have to have to provide. It takes them to basically have the money to basically pay for the service. Yeah. Now, that's what I'm saying. That I mean, walking in and, you know, in terms of actually walking in the gifting itself, I have, you know, verbally, you know, rendered, um, you know, spoke it to them in terms of offering the service. Um, On the other end, you know, just money in terms of, you know, putting it, you know, putting it on paper to have it documented as, you know, e as a functioning entity in that term. That's all. You can you can start by getting your EIN. You can start by doing some of the practical things that you can do. But the other thing is you need to basically say that these are, this is the, what I can provide to you, and this is what the expectation of compensation is. 
Now, for the um, true, I've done, well, I haven't done that really in terms of compensation. I've just, you know, offered or let them know that the services were available. And once we talk about, you know, I guess an agenda, then, you know, I guess when we actually sit at a table to discuss expectations and and an agenda, we will also talk about a compensation for the couple. Um, I rendered that as uh, I'm pretty much free of charge in terms of them providing um, just really they won't, but that's only for that particular couple. I understand. Yeah. So we, we got some homework, right? Yeah. Okay. Because it only means something to people when they can see it in black and white. Right. And we can come up with a, a, a pamphlet, a package, and all of those things. If need be, and then that'll be something that you can email. It can be in a PDF form. It can be um, packaged nicely, so we could understand that this is not something that we're doing pro bono. We are doing this because this is a business, and it's what you need. So different from going to Walmart and grocery shop versus going to public or anywhere else. I have something that you need, so you're going to have to invest into yourself to know that it's worth the while of you basically investing in me. Amen. Amen. I'm done, Sam. Amen. Um, either one or both of you all can pray about um, my meeting I'm having tonight. <laughs> Hello? I said, one of you all can pray, one or both of you all can pray about my meeting I'm having tonight. Yeah, I knew, I knew you would chuckle on that one. Um, Father, we ask that you would endow my brother with dunamis power from our high Father God. Power that basically speaks to the situation, speaks from the forethought, as well as speaks with all authority and power that is invested into him from heaven. We ask that you would give him the insight to have the answers that are asked as well as thought about in the realm of the Spirit Father. We ask that you would allow the Spirit to consume the meeting. And it be what your agenda is, Father God, and not what the agenda is of the people. We ask that you would give him an articulation of 
what he will have to, what they will face in the meeting, as well as the strategies to give them for the process of this journey of wherever they're to go with the ministry, as well as their invention. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. The adversary is busy. The what? It's just busy. Hmm? I said the adversary is busy in the car with me. Oh, well, you know, that's what he do. That's what he do. All right, who else wants prayer? I do. Is that Fannie Marie? Yep. Uh, You've been hanging out for a while, girl. Yep, just hanging in the car, that's all. Hey, all right. All righty. Well, Mom, you want to start? You want me to start? I can start, but I'm trying to hold his hand so he don't touch his um this um what do you call it down there to move it into no other gear because he is fighting me. Ooh, <laughs> That's how I show. Anything in specific, Fanny Marie? Just guidance. I graduated May. I finished my last class in June. I'll have my master's, and I'm just looking to see what direction God wants me to go in next job-wise, spiritually-wise, and just, you know, guidance. Well, you know what? Actually, I was thinking about something totally different. You told me to pray for your heart. And meaning your love mechanism that you're desiring to be loved in whatever capacity that is. But he says that he has not forgotten you, daughter, that he loves you and, um, and and he cares about that which what you're concerned about. And he is going to do all those things that he's promised to you. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come right now and just asking you to just to simply be God, Father. We ask that you would give Fanny Marie the path and, and basically instruct her path and be the light to her feet, Father God, and basically be that lantern so she sees the way to go and she basically moves and she judges so accordingly to make sure that she is doing it in your will, Father. We ask that you would allow her to have the avenues of new business and work with Father God and different things that she aspires to do, Father God. And even with her, Father God, we ask that you would allow her to understand what her own entrepreneurship of business could be, Father God, and do that in the expectancy of her graduating and basically staying the course, Father God. And we ask these things in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I'm already...
you there. Annie Marie. I'm still at work, so I had a phone on mute. Okay. I'm going to pray first before I ask this question, so. Okay. Well, I don't have to because I already know. So, question is, wait till I come to the flight, so hopefully it won't be as much noise. You have a God-given opportunity to move in the capacity of owning your own business and being an entrepreneur. Would you do that? Because I believe that God is going to have you to partner with somebody in that capacity. Somebody that you, well, of course, it will be somebody that you'll know. But right now, I don't believe it's been exposed to you yet. But I believe that this opportunity is soon going to avail itself to you. Seek God when it does. Walk in wisdom, but more than anything, walk in your giftings and your calling. Because there will be a uniqueness of such as when you pair with this individual, that you will be able to join forces with them because you have what they need, and mm, that's why you've been taking all those business and management classes. <laughs> so you thought because you were getting ready to work, so now God said, no, I'm getting ready to take you out of this into my own thing, for your own thing. So all this preparation that you've been going for, he's getting ready to take you to a whole other level. He's pairing you with somebody. He's going to bring it across your path soon. Seek him, let him reveal to you, move in faith, be obedient, and let God be God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, Fannie Marie, what is your, what, what is your degree going to be in again? I'm master of organizational leadership. Okay. <laughs> um... What did he tell you to do about business? Long story short, when I went to school, I was going for my MBA. And after taking all my math classes, which are five of them, financial accounting, statistics, managerial accounting, and all of that, I was instructed the MBA was now the program I was supposed to be in, and I switched to organizational leadership because I have a desire to help people get organized. You know, so often people in business have these businesses, but there's no structure. How to conduct meetings, how how to set up programs within an organization, training, development, that that's my gift. That's my forte. That's what I love. 
Watch this now. Watch this now. What's the name of it? IB Consulting. Do you have anything written down on paper? Not yet. When are you going to do it? When I stop crying. Okay. You need to stop crying now because here's the instruction. You need to do it now because your baby's crying. Because people clearly need organizational development, organizational leadership. And the person that you are supposed to meet quickly is still on the same line with you because she has a degree in organizational development. Her name is Erica King. She's on the line with you. Are you there, Erica? I'm still here. Oh. Hey, Erica. Hey. It's right there. How are you? Organizational leadership and organizational development. How do they not go hand in hand? Amen. Amen. Why everybody quiet yeah. today? <laughs> what was that? I'm saying, why is everybody quiet? I mean, I mean, he clearly he's giving instructions. Okay, now that you said after you start crying that you're going to start writing, right? Fannie Marie. Yeah. When are you going to start to provide services? Once I finish graduating. No, ma'am, you don't have to start. You don't have to finish graduating. You had the gift before you got to the school. That's true, but I'm taking two classes this semester because I want to finish in June instead of August. So I understand uh, that, but what I'm saying, you're giving me a reason as to what you want to do. What you want to do is not what he says to do. I'm asking you for a purpose. This is to motivate you. You don't need a degree to basically tell them that they need organization. You don't need a degree to tell them how they can facilitate their meeting. You can tell them what you're in school for and what you're doing. I'm going to give you a clear clear case example. I will be done in December with undergrad. Come April, I will be finished with my master's in healthcare management. What am I doing right now? I'm in my proving ground. I'm not making the money that I should make. But right now, I'm working for a private family administering his healthcare. I'm over the people who basically take care of him. I deal with the insurance company, not his family. I basically do the scheduling, the hiring, and the firing. I don't have the degree, but I have the skills. And clearly, just by these last three weeks, I've accomplished some things that his family has not been able to accomplish without the degree, and I'm working in the field, and I'm doing it. I could wait, but why not now? Because this is a resume builder. This is basically saying this is what I've done, not just for one family, a multiple of families, but here I am now. I'm established. This is my reference. That's the, you can call these people and see what I've done and what I did not do. So I could not just run this facility. I could run your hospital. I could run your organization. That's why you need me. 
You see what I'm saying now? Which I do, and that's what I've been doing even where I'm at now. Um, I missed part of the call because I just conducted a meeting because something needed to be looked at, evaluated, so I went in with all my documents, all my notes, and all my bullet points. And but that's what you've up. always done there. You've always done that. You've always made yourself a position there. You were doing reports that was easier for them to do, and they got mad about it beforehand than the first time that you were in the last position. That's why you don't need to have anything written down. You've been doing this this whole time without the degree. Amen? Yes, Mark. Hey, don't get mad at me. I'm just the messenger. I said yes, Mark. You said my name real dry like I said something wrong. All right, Sam, I'm done. I'm here. You say what? I thought the call had it had ended. Oh, they cut us off? No. I think it's still there. I think we were. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought it would hang up on us if we were at the end. Yeah. Well, normally our timekeeper, she ain't talking to us right now. Don't do that. Huh? I said, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, she because normally Pam will come on and tell us y'all need to stop talking now. Um, y'all, um, the call go in in a few minutes. <laughs> <She's gone. laughs> I mean, like, I was, you saw me. I'm like, oh, uh, y'all, what y'all took all the blows off? Barehanded. You know Barehanded. Y'all just slapping. Your house? Yeah, you see it? 
It's all good. I'm good. I promise you. Oh, out of love, I promise you. I need to get your email address. Okay, I'll I'll put it in the group text message right now. Okay. No. Okay. Hold on one second. Sit down.
Has anybody else want prayer? <laughs> All right. I just sent Nate a text. I don't know if he's coming on or not. Anybody else want prayer? Anybody else want prayer going once? Anybody else want prayer going twice? <laughs> Anybody else want prayer going three times? All righty. Somebody pray for me, Mark. We'll get out of here. Mark's still on. Okay. Okay. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for. We okay. Hmm. Okay. Um. We thank you for all that you have done. 
through this call. We thank you for revelations and encouraging words and the sowing of determination that we have received through these word of God. But we thank you for Sam and Mark and their obedience to speak that which you have had them speak to us, planting the seed, excuse me, that needs to be sown so that we can get into alignment with your will and your way, oh God. We ask that you will continue to watch over these men of God as they continue on and walking in obedience with you. Father, we ask that you will continue to bless their hands. Their service is needed both in the spirit and in the natural. Lord, help them obtain customers for their finances. Help them continue to be encouraged in their walk with you. Help them to be strengthened where they feel weak, and Lord, help them to be refreshed and when they feel their energy waning. Lord, help them continue to walk in the Holy Spirit that they may not be weary in well-doing, both in the natural and in the spiritual, and help them to understand that their ministry is appreciated, even though, you know. So Lord, we just ask you to continue to help them and hold on to them and keep them as only you can. Them, their family, friends, and seven degrees of separation. And strengthen their hedge of protection. Repair any dents, holes, or breaches in their armor as they go into the field of battle once and again for your will to be done. They're good for your glory. In the name of you, shall we pray? Amen. Amen. Nate's supposed to be coming off, so we'll hold off for a second. I'm on now. Oh, hey, what's up, brother Nate? How you doing, Sam? I'm good. I'm good. You ready? Yep. All right. Felicia, you can start. Yep, Felicia, you can start. Good afternoon, Nate. How are you? Say that again. I said, how are you? I'm doing better. A little down. I had to go to court this morning. You had to to go to court this morning? Yes, ma'am. Okay. How's your being mom? A nice guy, being a nice guy to just hit me. <laughs> wow. You said what? I said a judge hit me trying to be a nice guy. <laughs> mm. So uh, I got fined. So I just, you know, the enemy trying to discourage me, but I, I'm not letting it bother me. Amen. All right. I got my meeting Saturday. That's all that matters. How's your mom doing? She's doing good. Doing good. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Father. 
Father God, we come right now for Nate. We come for him because we said that two or three are gathered in your name. You are in the midst. And so right now, Lord, we stand with him. We stand with him in the spiritual realms right now, God, proclaiming victory because it's already done. And the enemy is mad, but he already knows he's been defeated. So we ask that you just continue to watch over Nate and his spirit, soul, and body. Keep his mind steadfast on you. Keep his keep his faith strengthened on every hand. So we ask that you just continue to reinforce his hedge of protection. The enemy is trying to take that ground, but, Lord, that ground has already been declared one, and he can't take it back. He's trying to chip away, but it's already been declared as yours, and he, he knows. He knows he cannot take it back, but he wants to try to um, put cracks in and holes in the hedge. But Lord, we decree and declare right now that your Holy Spirit goes through, just like on a ranch, goes through and repairs every breach, repairs every water that is around me right now. And his finances and his health with his family, let all things be all is well. All is well in the spirit and in the natural, Father God, for his good and for your glory, so his attention, so his direction, so his discerning power cannot be diverted or divided. So his focus will always be clean and clear, oh God. Let it not be deluded with the cares of this world, about finances, about the tricks of the enemy. Father, but let it continue to be steadfast so he will be able to hear you and clearly and see the steps that you have ordered for him. In the name of your show, we pray. Amen. 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 Can you hear me, brother? Yes, sir. Okay, Yes, yes, Do not let your frustration 
deter you. Peace and patience are very, very, very most important. Uh, shit, I was I was trying to maneuver some money, and I called the um, I called the um, the bank. So they wouldn't let me have information I wanted. I said okay. I tried. I said okay. So rather than me getting mm, getting frustrated, I said well, I'm gonna have to do it a different way then. And in the process of me doing that. By again being patient, facing facing the battles in front of me, keeping the Lord before me, actually discovered that we had other money that we weren't even aware of. Now, if I had gotten frustrated and anguish and done the same, which you say I was like on the edge right now, and you know, listen and yielded to that which I desired to do. I would not have discovered that, but by allowing the peace of God and the Holy Spirit to continue to lead me, he began to show me various things. It's the same with you. Stand firm, be quiet, and you will discover many hidden gems. There will be many things where you will first start out and it will fall apart. You will hear no. But by you standing firm, being patient and peaceable, and leading others, leading them, then you will find the hidden gems, the missing pearls. You can go ahead and get out here, Dad. You can get out here. I'll just part. So just continue to let the peace of God lead you. The spirit and the anointing carry you, which is what you have been doing. Just continue to walk in that. Because a no does not mean no. Uh, it ain't going to happen does not mean it ain't going to happen. All it is is a determinant, and God is using the very thing that the enemy is trying to use to stop or to halt you. God is using it to propel you. So seek, trust, and let the Holy Spirit finish what he has started in your life. Remember, this is something that he has placed in front of you to do. This wasn't what you originally wanted, what you thought. What do you mean in your, in, your, in your life? And God said, hey, you, I need you to do this. And you said yes. So since this is God's plan, God will finish it. So Father, give him the peace, the strength, the anointing, everything that is needed so he can walk in the fullness of what you called him to do. Let him not pull back but to seek and to trust you, God. And he the consider the and all things work together for your good. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Okay, well if nobody else got nothing. I will say amen. All right, talk with you tonight on that conference call. Yep. Okay. Bye. All right. Well, anybody else got anything? Oh, yeah. And if that's the case, I will say au revoir, and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.
Hey, Sam.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.